Welcome to Influence Me, a series of podcasts where the prime focus is leadership. I'm Assistant Commissioner Andrew Short, and I'm going to be hosting a series of podcasts where I get to interview a variety of guests, both internal and external to QFES. The topic is something extremely important to us, and one that is central to the success of QFES. I want to talk with these guests about leadership, and I want to learn more about leadership from the thoughts and experiences of others. I want to be influenced. Today's guest is Assistant Commissioner of Emergency Management and Community Capability, Joanne Greenfield. Joanne joined QFES in July 2019 with over 20 years senior executive leadership experience. Joanne started her career in the United Kingdom National Health Service, working across emergency departments, intensive care units and helicopter emergency services and was involved in several large-scale casualty and disaster events in the UK. Joanne headed overseas working in countries ranging from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, leading the response to pandemics, epidemics and natural and man-made disasters for the UK government and the United Nations. Joanne has been the UN cluster lead or UN coordinator for events across hazards ranging from earthquakes, cyclones, landslides, civil unrest and cholera, HIV AIDS, SARS, and H1N1 pandemics, as well as national recovery operations in Kosovo and Pakistan. Joanne has worked for AusAid in the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, and most recently worked at Queensland Health. Now, I've mentioned that in coming to us, Joanne was appointed to the Emergency Management and Communicability role. I'm not going to go into detail because I just don't have time to do that today, but certainly the title as expressed will give people an idea of what the role entails. As an assistant commissioner, Joanne, of course, has to perform a a range of other functions. She's heavily involved in our disaster management operations in QFES and across government and has to perform the role of commander state operations when and where needed. Joanne is a registered nurse with a Master of Science majoring in infectious disease, epidemiology, policy planning and economics. And Joanne, it's a pleasure to have this catch up. I've been chasing you for a while to do this and you've been avoiding me successfully for some time, but certainly very keen to have this chat. We've got International Women's Day coming up, which is an important moment for this organisation and society more, more generally. I note that it's been about 18 months since you joined us. So a little bit of reflection. What's it been like for you? Oh, thanks, Andrew. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, what an 18 months it's been, hasn't it? Hasn't stopped. I came in, I think, in the July and we headed into a bushfire season we hadn't seen before in Queensland and then COVID hit pretty soon after. So the tempo's been pretty high. And given your background, it seemed like you were placed with us for a reason. Yeah, it was interesting. I thought I'd done my last pandemic. I thought that was it. No more. And here we (laughs) are. What did we get hit with? And yep. A few of us knew it would come at some point. We didn't quite expect it to come last January, but we knew it would come at some point. It's marvellous, as Mm. I said, and it's been good to have you join this team and and have you bring in experiences and skills and insights that all organisations certainly value when people from outside uh, join us. Now, we're going to have a talk today about leadership, and that's the whole intent of this podcast series. Given that we have International Women's Day coming up, I would like to explore a little bit your journey, your experiences as a professional officer, a professional person, and as a person in your life, and a bit of a reflection on what leadership has meant to you and what it means to you today. So I think I'll lead out in saying, looking back to your early experiences as a female leader, what memories come out for you yeah 
Thanks, Andrew. And it's interesting that, you know, I, as you said, I was originally a nurse. I'm still registered at the moment. And so, you know, I started a few years ago in nursing. So it predominantly, we were, it was a female profession, working with a predominantly male profession, which was doctors. And so, you know, even in that early days, there was a, you recognise, I guess, that power imbalance. But what happened over that early part of my career was a professionalisation of nursing. And what really stood out for me that I learnt from was those leaders that were able to work in a multidisciplinary team, able to respect everyone's views around the table um, or around the bedside at that time and take everyone together on the journey and and that really struck a chord with me no matter you know it wasn't necessarily about the gender balance it was about that ability to lead a team and And, and to be able to connect across uh, different disciplines as you know and we've talked about this my my wife is an allied health professional so I get to to listen and and hear about things in that context that you just described now the theme for International Women's Day this year, the international theme, is choose to challenge. Mm. Now, my sense, and this might uh, might be interesting for some people, but my reflection or observation of yourself is someone who is quite willing to challenge. In fact, I have come to admire that trait in you. Where did that trait come from? Oh, interesting. And I, I've thought about this a lot over the years because people say, why on earth did you go to those places? And I think there's been a few things that have driven me. And there was a founding moment in my teenage years and without getting back into too much personal history, there was a death in my family as a teenager. My sister died and um, that event really struck me. And and it was because of a a mismanagement in, in a situation that led to her death. And I think that really laid down that that desire to change things and to not let something like that go by. There was always that you can improve the system. So I think that was the first sort of motivator. Um, And then as I went through that career, then recognising to do that, that wasn't necessarily about the individual, that was about fixing the system. And so it was about making the organisation better so that it could deliver on what it needed to deliver on, whether that's QFES or the UN, that was really what drove me. Yeah, and in terms of your international experience, Mm. Any moments that stand out for you that may, and you may you may not even know now whether yeah. they did or they didn't, but they might have contributed to the formation or development of the leader within you. Yeah. So can you just reflect on that? Is anything pop out for you? Yeah, well, I think when you go into, you know, what is a complex environment, whether that's Afghanistan or somewhere else, you're also going into someone else's country. And, you know, I was in Afghanistan at the time when the Taliban were emerging and took over. And you have to really strip yourself back in many ways to to operate that. You have to look at your own biases internally before you can even begin to engage. So that really made me examine myself and made me realise I was coming to the table with all these preconceived ideas and all these biases and how important it was to recognise those, pack them away when you can and actually listen to what was going on around you so you could know how to best operate. And certainly during that period, you, know, you would have been a younger version mm. of yourself. And given that we're, we are going to have both male and female mm. listeners for this podcast, for the female listeners, any messages you'd give them about those early times in their career or the choices they might want to mm. take? I think it is about taking those opportunities that are a challenge don't don't shy away from them but know that you might fail but be prepared for that because if you take on a challenge you have to be prepared for the consequence if you don't succeed what about if it puts a male out oh what um, about if it's a challenge yeah well i think that 
again, it's about the value of why you're doing it. If you're doing it to improve something and make a difference for the public value, then you know it's not about the gender, it's about the difference you're making. One of the things I, I find myself uh, advising, probably advising is a bit of a you know, too formal yeah. word, but when I speak to people and they ask me the question, what should I do to develop myself? One of the things I do go to is I express a view that they should try the, doing the things that no one else wants to do. Mm. Is yeah. that something that yeah. you'd agree with? In yeah. fact, I'm, I'm looking at your bio <laughs> yeah. again, and I'm thinking, well, it's full of that. Yeah, and yeah, it's absolutely a good point. And yeah, I've always done the unexpected. I don't think anyone expected me to leave health and you know, or to leave international health. And there were a lot of people who contacted me when I did, but it was about finding the right challenge for me, for my growth, but also where I thought I could best contribute. And I think that's okay. I've moved sideways quite a lot as well. And I think that's also fine. There's this notion you have to keep Keep going upwards. Keep going upwards. And I think that I've rounded myself out in many ways and got some depth to my experience, but also to my leadership, you know, muscle, if you like, by doing that, by moving sideways, challenging myself in a different environment. Which is something that our sector particularly does struggle with in that we have a lot of people, and I'm an example of that, where I've been in the emergency service sector my whole career. And I have reflected that, gee, it would have been, might have been good to jump out into something entirely different, but is what it is. Just now uh, looking at some of the capabilities of, mm. a, of a young leader and whether it's a female or a male, what's your view on trying to discern between those moments where you've got to use your head and the other moments where you've got to use your heart? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because yep. sometimes your heart takes over and you have to stop it. So it is about, yeah, taking that breath, taking a step back and working out what's the value in what you're doing so that you can make the right decision otherwise you leap in you can leap in too fast and the way I like to make that decision is really saying what does good look like here and and then working out what's the right way to deal with it one of the ways I express that and it's a mm-hmm. it's an expression of uh, a person who's dear, dear to me is that you've got to be hard on the issue but you've got to be soft on yeah. the person yeah that's a perfect way to explain yeah. it yeah. not always easy no, no particularly when you know there's some pressure around the matter yeah and to this day when i'm confronted with those situations yeah uh, there's times where you've got to check yourself yeah yeah Um, it's exactly right yeah it's a bit of a it's a Mm. bit of a challenge so as you went along and and started to move from managing a small team into Mm. managing more complicated pieces of work whether they be a program Mm. whether they be a number of teams what transition happened for you in that did it did you have to change your style or did you just have to become better at what you're doing yeah I think I had a a realization after sort of you know a few years in in the field that you strive really on in on early on in your career to be technically the best you can you do all the training you know I tried to work in some of the best institutions that there were in the UK in terms of health but then I had a realization and it particularly struck me when I went overseas for the first time it was like it doesn't actually matter how good I am it's about the system that I'm working in and unless you can focus on the system rather than yourself then then you can't make that organizational change or, or improvement and then the other realization I had by working in different cultures was it was really about understanding people and understanding other people's motivations what what they're at the table for what's the cultural biases that they're bringing to that particularly in other countries how might they interpret what I'm saying or putting on the table and that's very important for us given that yep. we like many western countries have mm-hmm. a developing 
multicultural yeah. nation and yeah. therefore we are going to be confronted or, or have to work with or relate to communities which are going to have a lot of diversity. Yeah, that's true. So certainly, you know, those skills that you've developed mm. over time, imagine don't come easy, don't come quick. Mm. But once you've got them, it probably yeah. probably yeah. is a big part of who you are yeah. and how you operate. Yeah. So I think maybe going back to where I started on this question, our diversity of experience is probably important for any developing leader. Yeah, absolutely. And all organisations have different cultures that we're all working within and we need to, you know, work with and work alongside. So it's really important to have that diversity of thinking. Now, just want to tease out a little bit, and okay, I am going to make some distinctions here between male and female. If I look back, you know, over my time, I've seen a number of male leaders who, during a high tension moment, have lost themselves and exhibited some pretty incredibly disappointing behaviours through either showing aggression or the way they're, they're treating people at that moment all because of the pressure around the situation. Have you seen that in both genders in your in your oh, history? Yes. Oh, yes. Can you talk about yeah. how, what that looks like and how it can be different? Yeah, I think that, interestingly, I think both genders can have this exactly the same reaction, but it's often interpreted differently. Yes, it's quite yeah. interesting, yeah. The, the actual yeah. uh, um, psychology yeah. around this. Please yeah. keep going. Yeah, so a woman could be described as being, oh, lost the plot, they're yep. emotional, whereas the, the language that, you use was yeah. about being aggressive and strong and in strong charge. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think absolutely the same things happen. You can lose your call no matter what your gender is, but it's how it's interpreted. And so I've certainly been conscious of that throughout my career as well, that, you you know, even how you interpret it around the table, if you're the only woman, you know, you can see the difference some days. And so we have to be mindful of that and... The way I guess I deal with that is, you know, I try and do a lot of work outside the room before you go into the room so that, you know, if you're putting something important on the table, you, you can get beyond the bias and actually start to have the discussion. There's probably a little message here for our male listeners, and that is this is something you can understand just through taking time mm. to read about it. Yeah. And there's mm. so much resource out there yeah. in terms of how you know, different mm. genders mm. approach different situations yeah. and, and certainly the strengths and weaknesses mm that you know both genders can bring to it mm. uh, if they choose the better path yeah. and given that i am not a, a big fan of anyone regardless of gender who loses themselves yeah. in a moment and a quote that i'm going to uh, go to here which i think fits this very well is by faye Wattleton, who's a reproductive rights activist and the quote is the only safe ship in a storm is leadership yeah, absolutely. Isn't that spot on? Which to yeah. me is when though when it gets tough, mm. and it does, and in our sector it could be during an oper- yeah. operations or it could be in the corporate side. It's that that, that person who can bring calm to oh. a situation yeah. uh, can actually help the team mm. uh, through that, so I can actually get to work in the problem. And yeah. I and I can't emphasize and and. and I, I'm not going to sit here without blame in my own history, but it's something I've learned. And yeah. I think a little message for us all is uh, if you want to learn about something, you can actually get better at something. Yeah. Now, uh, anything else you want to reflect on in terms of you know, this moment of International Women's Day, which is about knowing that people should can and can achieve and, and be that better person they can be regardless of gender. Uh, any views just generally? 
I think it is about you know taking on the challenges and exposing yourself to different situations I think that's the only way we grow and you can do that within the same organization there's plenty of challenges you know in our current organization so I think that's really important but I think the key thing to all of it is leadership but within that leadership is respect for everyone everyone's got something to put on the table and we need to hear it and we need to you know give it the due due attention it should deserve and people there's always more to them than it would seem at first glance. So I find this all the time. Now, one of the, uh, part of the theme for the actual event here in Queensland is inspire, empower, succeed. I'm not going to go through all those, but I'm certainly going to uh, talk a bit about inspiration. And I I believe that we can all, as either senior leaders or, or developing leaders, take a moment to inspire someone. Are you happy to speak about how you approach that and what moments you choose to just help someone uh, know that they're that they're probably better than they think they are? Oh, that's a really yeah interesting question. I think that it is you know, and about inspiring people, but it is about supporting people on their journey and everyone's on a journey correct Um, yes and sometimes it's about recognizing where they are on the journey so you can help them get to the next bit and what you need to do that to do that so i think i I really i really enjoy when at those moments occasionally i say i find myself saying to people i've been where you are yeah whether people have fallen in a hole Mm. or at a juncture in their life where they're not sure which way they're going to go it's not uncommon and i think people when they actually understand that many others have been on that journey or at that yeah. very point in the journey i think it gets a little bit easier yeah. for people yeah. well, i think you know, human nature is we all think that we're the only one suffering this moment yeah yeah, uh, well, yeah. everyone it's always happened somewhere before correct <laughs> now now just to uh, lead into the conclusion i ask each of my guests for this podcast five questions yep. and they're not questions that uh you know we need people to go into an in-depth uh, response it's what comes into your mind mm. so the first question is what do you wish you really understood? Oh, I think it is, you know, I've been a studier of people for many years and you can always understand more what motivates people. Uh, that, you know, it takes you time to understand that and I wish I was better at it. As, yeah. as I do too. Now, question two is, what do you wish that other people understood about you? Yeah, I guess it is that base of where I come from about trying to add value or trying to make sure that we're delivering the right thing yeah, yeah and that's yeah, a, a, and that's a nice yeah. um, straightforward yeah. motivation to have I yeah. think question three is uh, it's a very you know, general question what type of leader do you prefer by now you've worked with for oh. a number of leaders so what yeah. if you got to have your pick what would it look like Oh, and I've been really lucky, the people I've worked with, and they've really helped me on my journey. So I think it is really important sometimes who you work for, because they're definitely the key to the next step for people. It's definitely that ability to bring everyone in and, and that ability to work with that broad, multidisciplinary team and make sure we get the best decision. Yeah, that, that leader who can connect yep. people, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. special when it oh. works. The fourth question is, in respect to your own leadership development, and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it is about enjoying the journey. Don't worry about the destination sometimes. Just enjoy the journey and realise that you're learning 
What is it with people thinking about this whole journey we're on is is about the destination, and, well, that's, and it's all going to yeah. be better. It's all going to be different. Got to be this. Got to be time this. I'm thirty. You yeah. Miss, but I'm like, no, nah, forget it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think there's something to be yeah. said for having an objective in life, yeah. or so having an objective yeah. in your personal life, private, yeah. um, your professional life. But you're right. I, I've mm. seen it where people get hung mm. up a bit on that if they uh, fall short. Then yeah. that's a question that puts a question mark over mm. them as a person, mm. which which I, I, I yeah. never want to see. Now the fi- the fifth and final question is: If you had a magic wand, what's an ability you would give current leaders in our sector right now? Oh wow! Sometimes I think we get a bit absorbed in in ourselves or our own organisation. So it would be that ability, that super ability, supervision to say what is the best public value here so that you can cut through some of the stuff that we often churn through to work out what's the best public value. So supervision, in terms of supervision, in terms of eyesight. Yeah, so having clarity Clarity, in the vision and how how the actual path we're on is actually going to that place. Because I've seen seen situations and every organisation suffers this where we think we're on the right path, path. then all of a sudden we go, "Uh uh-oh. How did we get there? How did we get here? This is is not where we're going to be. That's great. Thank you. And and certainly it's I find that really interesting, the different reflections I've had from a number of people. Now, there's always some common sort of responses, but there's some uh, certainly so many angles to what perspective people may bring to questions like this. Now, I look forward to whatever this future is going to bring us. Any final, if you had to give some summary advice to, to people out there who are listening and wondering about what they can do to better prepare themselves about whether it be a formal leadership role or just taking on a stronger informal leadership role, what would your advice to people be? I think it is about working out what your values are and then trying to match those with your next role um, because that's the way you grow and you develop. So, Yeah, and it certainly gets a bit ugly when people end up in roles yeah. or situations yeah. that clearly don't align to their values. Yeah. That's and really tough. It's really tough and it's tough for the person, but it's tough for the people they're working with and yeah. Because they see it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. quite interesting. I've, yeah. I've seen that yeah. play out a little bit, yeah. probably be in that situation myself, a little bit yeah. where, where you're not quite aligned and it gets mm. a bit yeah. complicated. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our end. Thank you for your service over so many different sectors, you know, in different nations. I'm sure there are people out there who to this day uh, still remember you and what you did for them or their community and that's really important I'm sure you hold that uh, dear to your heart and I just want to say thank you thank you for the time today oh, and uh, thank uh, and I, I look forward to wherever it is we are going in our organisation oh thanks Andrew it's been really great talking to you and um, yeah I look forward to the next podcast you work on <laughs> cheers <laughs> thank you